Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good evening, Khuyanant, Mulweni, and a hearty welcome to the Shahida Kali show. I'm excited for a number of reasons, and I'm going to tell you all about it a little bit later on in the program. For now, I would like to inform you that my first part of my program is going to focus on drugs, drug-related aspects of our living. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be hardcore drugs program. I My guest is Amin Mohammed, who is a drug counselor. And of the things he said to me was, you know what? Children do not always listen to what parents say. They watch what they do. So let's have that to start off the program. Let me greet Amin. Amin, assalamu alaikum and welcome to the program. So, yeah, your thought, and perhaps you should immediately expound on your yes. thoughts around, you know, the, the yeah. awareness that we as parents should have, that yes. our children will watch us more yes. than they will listen to us. Yes. Uh, you know, As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A'uz billahi min ash-shaitan rajim bismillahi rahman rahim All praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we thank Allah ta'ala first and foremost for this blessing of this beautiful day and uh, the days that have passed you know and uh, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us a Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as a mercy unto mankind whenever we start something and I'm pretty sure that you are quite aware of it that we need to show you know that we are grateful uh, and we need to show a sense of gratitude you know, for everything that we have, the fact that we've got life and so on, the fact that we can see and so on. So that's the first part of my thing that I would like to sort of show a sense of gratitude and so on. When we were talking before we got into the studio, Shahida, we, um, I mentioned to you, you know, that children fail to listen to their parents, but they never fail to imitate them. And I think that is something that I would like to sort of like expound on and and, and talk about. Because the thing is, as you know, as children, when children don't listen to their parents, you must always be able to say, but it's only but a child, okay? But when the child starts imitating that parent, maybe the, the person is driving fast, recklessly, the mannerism of his talking, the way, uh, you know, that he presents himself in, uh, you know, in society, uh, how he actually, you know, who come for an anoche means? How does he talk to an elder? Um, you know, how does he talk to his wife? You know, that is important because, you know, we were talking last time and our topic was one of breaking that ancestral curse. And, uh, you know, again, I just want to remind all the listeners that I'm far from talking from an ivory tower. You know, I've come a long way. Um, I'm, you know, I'm pretty proud of myself for having been able to sort of keep fought. Alhamdulillah. In, alhamdulillah and that only happens with the kudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the important thing here is Shahida, is that, you know, I've, I've, I always say to myself, I mean, you know what, you've made a lot of big mistakes. And 
you know, I've come to the point of forgiving myself for having made all those mistakes. But the important thing is that we've got to be on this journey of not becoming stagnant in our ways, stagnant in our thinking. That even if we just change one thing every single day, then that change will propel you forward. It's amazing that seven changes per week, 30 changes per month, 365 changes per year. In three years, you've made a thousand changes in your life. And you know what? You can only see things happening better for you. And the other person sitting on the outside, you know, thinks, you know, what the hell happened? How did he get there? What actually took place? But here is the trick. The trick is that you've got to be grateful. You've got to show gratitude. Smile a lot. Become a magnet for attracting a lot of things. You know, now a lot of people in, with Ramadan coming on. You know, they go into it with such a negative attitude. You know, instead of seeing that as a mercy. You know, and, and we've got to be careful for what we do. You know, um, I always say, you know, last time I mentioned to you, Shaida, I was on my knees one day and I said, Ya Allah, please, man, make things, let things now just go better for me because I've been in a bit of a crisis, you know. I don't know if it's midlife crisis. I'm over 50, by the way. But the thing here is this, <laughs> that, you know, Shaida, I've just asked Allah to, to stuff like get me out of it. And, you know, not even a, a millisecond later, it started to pour with rain. And and the important thing here is, you know, for me at least, is that Allah Ta'ala answered me. That we ask for all those other things, but nothing can happen without water. Yeah. And, 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 and when I saw that, you know, I just made shukr and I said thank you. And it humbled me, it made me say, it put my whole mindset back into check. That is my purpose and that is what it is all about. So coming back to the bigger picture, you know, is that we've got to make those changes. But change can only come about if you start first and foremost by recognizing that you've made a mistake. And secondly, forgiving yourself for having made that mistake. And then you can then move on. If you don't do that, you're going to be, you know, like that game that we played when we were young, statue, Shaida. That type of thing. You become stagnant and right. you, know, you lose becoming that dynamic person that you really should be. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think you spoke a lot of very important things for us to think about. One of the things that stands out is that which you do not acknowledge, you cannot change. And yes. if it is, you know, mistakes that you've made, which all of us will make, errors in judgment, um, you, ha- you have a choice to, to where you will take an error. Mm. I, you know, when I work with uh, people in my practice, often, you know, struggling to forgive themselves mm. for choices they've made, mm. um, you realize that acknowledging a, an error in judgment that you had made 
and begging for forgiveness yes. and then you take that to a good place yes. or a not so good place yes. and that choice is yours yes. but when you take it to a good place it's such amazing growth that follows then yes you know and i think in regard to mercy the importance of mercy and again, if there is a slant of mm. I, I misuse drugs, I'm mm. addicted to drugs and mm. so on, and I really would like to change my life, but mm. it's hard yeah. to give me mercy. Mm. Such a reminder of, of Allah's mercy to mm. us in saying to us, but you ask me for forgiveness yeah. and I will forgive all sins. Yeah. There are criteria that you need to meet yeah. when you ask for forgiveness. But I, th I think if we acknowledge Allah is a merciful Allah, then we should be able to forgive ourselves and give ourselves mercy. Yes. You know, Shayla, if I can perhaps just take it a bit further. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, you know, if you do not have any difficulty in your life, giving birth to a child is difficult. It's painful. This is start from there. Okay. So it's painful. But guess what? That pain is allowed. That pain is given to you. Simply because Allah Ta'ala says now to you, Allah Ta'ala doesn't give you an instruction. You got hurt. And that is a reminder that you, that is a gift for you that you should always, you know, treasure. Okay? Talk kindly to that person, to that soul. It's a reminder. Everything that we do, you know, we, we have we have sort of traveled a journey that is not true and I'm just trying to clarify what I'm going to say to you when Allah Ta'ala gives us a nice house we say Alhamdulillah you know Allah Ta'ala gave me this house or Allah Ta'ala gave me this car the moment that house burns down then we say you know what Shaitan burnt it down and it's not that or when you land yourself up in you know wherever in whatever corner that you back yourself up against you'll say y'all you know there's lots of nafs on me or this is happening to me i think we need to move away from that type of thought and say but what part of that was i responsible for and you know we use religion for our purposes and we you will say hey you know what um they're very jealous about me that's the reason why everybody now you know how my car is breaking down or whatever the case might be but is that true it's not true you've got to say i spent recklessly therefore i've got a lot of summonses i drove recklessly therefore i'm going to jail i did this therefore that is happening to me and that comes you know You've got to start taking responsibility mm -hmm. for those types of actions. Everything that we do is not easy. Nothing was meant to be easy. Studying is not easy. If you look at anything, going to work, it's not easy. Sitting in traffic, it's not easy. You because and so on. But at the end of the day, it is given to you as a gift. For you to realize, hey, you've got to appreciate this. Everything, you know, Shaira, people ask, um, you know what, they, they don't sort of, they, they sort of lose focus. Um, people don't love them or anything like that anymore. And I'm no 
person to be speaking about this because I'm not an alim or a maulana. But you know, Shahida, if we adopt the attitude or have this attitude or move towards having an attitude like the one that I'm going to expound on now, that everything that you see or touch is, a, is an angel, then you will have a profound respect for the next thing that you handle. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got this idea because I was sleeping on the street one day and it was about 7 o'clock, man, and a guy that was busy handing out pamphlets in Cape Town, you know, a gust of wind had come and blown some of these papers away uh, out of his hand and it, one of these papers flung into my face and on this piece of paper stood if you embrace change your courage will be rewarded and it was written and given by a lady called Susie Orman mm-hmm. you know if you embrace change your courage will be rewarded mm-hmm. and that stuck with me up till today yeah. you know and it just said to me it comes an angel comes in even a piece of paper because it will be a delivery you should give her feedback you know yes i should i should and and, and you know if i still like think about everything the fact that i've met you it's an angel for me the fact that you know and so you you would start respecting the next person and and that is what it is if you start seeing everything as an angel you wouldn't drop a piece of paper you wouldn't start smoking cigarettes right i think what i hear you saying is we shouldn't live life taking life for granted and just cruising through life but we should consciously embrace life and experience whatever experiences as life unfolds for us yes and i I think that holds a lot of yes but that also doesn't mean chayda that that you mustn't be able to smile and laugh you know (laughs) that's part of the bigger thing you know you've got to have a bit of fun you've got to have a bit of jokes but always at the back of your mind you must be able to say to yourself you know enjoy life there needs to be joy that's the thought you must just enjoy life and if there's gratitude it allows for joy to follow yes we have to take commercial news. When we come back, we will continue with our discussion. We're speaking with Amin Mohammed. From Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Kali and I'm speaking with Amin Mohammed, who is a drug counselor and works a lot in the community, also does teaching, um, you know, and work a lot with younger people. Um, yeah, so that's what Amin does, or some of what Amin does. 
so, I mean, you know, we're speaking about, and, and your thought was, you know, we as, as adults and also as parents, many of us are parents, have to acknowledge when we try and teach our child mm. something, they don't always hear us, mm. but they will imitate and watch mm. us. And, and I mean, in psychology, there is there's research that will prove your child will identify mostly with the same gendered parent, which mm. means the girl children will watch mommies and mm. do what mommies do and boy children will watch dads mm. and do what dads do for the most part. So the awareness thereof, mm. I think. The other th- saying that also stands out for me when you spoke about mercy was often people do not remember what you say or mm. what you said, mm. but they will remember how you made them feel. Yes. So it's such a reminder in terms of how do we interact with others. Yes. But your thoughts. You know, you know, Shaida, what the last, the latter part of what you said is quite important. You know, um, if I can perhaps just say this, sometimes you have an aunt and the aunt will tell you when you're five and six years old, um, can you please keep quiet or whatever the case might be? And they will try to keep, you know, quieting you down and stuff, and stuff like that. And um, you will look at this person and if, I, if I'm looking through my child's eye now, I will look at this person and say, oh, um, horrible, you're horrible. And then I will look at another aunt that will come to us and say, Salaam Alaikum, how are you children? How are you? And we'll all gang up. And she she will say, "Um, are you people perhaps hungry? Come. And then we'll do exactly what she tells us. You know, we'll be attentive, we'll be listening to her, we find her to be a bit more respectable, and so on, than to the one that is more aggressive. And if I can talk to you about the one who's more aggressive, it's obviously because she's aggressive because what she has been taught. And so, you know, two weeks ago, whenever it was, that we spoke about the ancestral curse that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And so the thing is, is that, you know, our parents, and I say this with a great amount of respect, they were good people, right? They were very, very good to us, right? But it is also what we learned from them. Um, you know, South Africa in this new democracy, you can't hit a child, you know, can't give them a cane hiding. And I'm sure, Shaida, you know, I felt it when I was in whatever grade I was. I got a bit of a hiding and so on. And I can only see the wisdom of not giving that child that type of hiding. I can only see it now. But it was what I was taught before, right? That told me, Vijayavad, that is the right way to do it. Okay? If we look at what's happening in our society today, where we've got, you know, a, a sort of um, exponential growth in terms of drug abuse and, um, you know, unemployment and so on, people will always say, Vijayavad, we are not giving them enough hiding or something like that. But is that the right thing to do? And we've got to act from a point of information. And the thing that gives us information is education. 
you know. And education is designed not only to let us get more money or to have let us have a degree or something like that. It is intended for us to make and have important, you know, uh, informed decisions that we take. The way we speak to our children, what we do for them, how we nurture them, how we love them, you know, uh, and so on. And we need to take it from that type of premise, you know. Um, you know, we can't be beating our children up. And if I look at the way I used to be with my children and what I've learned for the past 18 months, it's, it's been a big transition for me. It's been something new that I had to accept, you know, you know, considering the fact that in 2007 I was still sleeping on the streets. It was hard and it was also very, very harsh. You know, we, I was kicked around, bullied, uh, even at the age of 47. And when I came back and I started, you know, um, uh, you know, sort of like cleaning myself, cleaning my act up, there was no other way but violence for me because violence was the only way that I knew. But I was then taught and given new tools of having to calm down. And it was a transition for me from one period to the next and so like i'm saying to you i used to make mistakes but i'm i'm in that point of transition and i'm not starting to make those mistakes as i'm going toward my old age the, and, the, and so I, i'm giving yeah. something off to my children yes right that will put them into a better state Right. Just a question or just a thought to share and 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 i'd like your thoughts on yes. it as well um would you say and acknowledge if you are acknowledging the transition and the change that constantly has to take place that us as human beings have to constantly be in a in a position or a system of change because we're supposed to constantly want to improve ourselves definitely you know Shahida if I can just take it from a point of business Mm -hmm. my father had a small corner shop if you open up a small corner shop today, you will never be able to survive. Things have gone the other way. You've got to be a trendsetter. And you've got to be a trendsetter, not in opening up a supermarket, but the supermarket must be in your head. I would like to say to, um, as I say this to myself, you know, where I, I, I mean, Muhammad, you should take this mirror and show this is you. I turn this mirror around and say, this is me. And when I see a barhi walking in the street, i rather say, that was me. I need to be kind to that person. I need to show that person a great amount of respect. And I, isn't that critical? Um, I mean, you're speaking about something that's so important. Do you find very often that there's such an absence of respect to those who appear different to us? Definitely. And who appear, you know, as more needy or of a different status or social class. Well, of course. We, we think we give ourselves permission to be disrespectful, be, yes. to be disregarding and yes. to dishonor people. Yes. Did, did you find that? Yes, of course I did. I, I'm so, I, I was guilty of that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing here is, you know, when I realized, no, you can't do that type of thing, you know, the important thing here is that growth and development can only take place if you say, hey, let me apply brakes. Let me think about this because 
this is not right what I'm doing. I always would want to pose this type of question to myself. How did I how did I feel when Mr. X spoke to me like that? Yes. How did I feel when Mr. Y thought that about me? How did I feel when somebody treated me the way I wanted to treat that person now? Okay. And I th- I yeah. think it's very it's critically important what you're speaking about. I also I'd like to just add to that. Mm. Was actually some of the questions I was reflecting on today as well. Sometimes one also so so you have if you've been bullied and etc and yeah. you've been treated disrespectfully or so. And I think sometimes we we struggle mm. in the sense that we struggle to say no at times when we're supposed to say no yeah. if we are being loyal to ourselves and what we feel is right in our hearts for ourselves. So the question that I was asking today was mm. if if this is something I would do to someone mm. and this is how I will treat them in goodness. Yeah. Am I not deserving of the same treatment? And therefore, if I'm put in a position where that does not happen to me, yes. can I say no to it? Yes. Can I allow myself to say no? Yes. As an you, act of goodness to myself. Yes. yes. You, 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 you know, Shahida, what I'm going to say now is important for me. What you can't resist, it's going to persist. Although it's a cliche, sometimes you drive badly on the road and you say to yourself, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And then two minutes later, you look into your back, into your rear view mirror, and you see, see the guy that you've just offended on the road is still just behind you, that you actually haven't moved forward. And now you start working yourself up in that car. But now how come I couldn't get away from that person? And invariably, you start working yourself up into a frenzy. Instead of saying, this is the time, you are in a traffic jam. Go with the flow, listen to the radio, uh, voice of the Cape, and just show that is what it is going to be. Because you cannot hurry things up. It's like you're trying to make a cake in a microwave, you know, into a 15-second cupcake. And you are not you're going to get a, a really a rock bun or something like that. I think you cannot enjoy something which is premature. Okay, and I I think also adding to the very idea of what you're talking about is when we have mercy with ourselves and respect that whatever we're doing, albeit self change, yes. it is a process, yes. and we have to have sober with that process. Yes. We have to have Definitely. patience. With ourselves, yes. often, often people you will hear this question being asked so frequently: When will this change? When will I feel better? When will this be over? Mm. When will it be done? Yes. And so we know that a huge part of our challenge for ourselves yes. is to have patience with a process. Yes. And human beings have processes. Yes. We don't just today and, and, so and, and tomorrow. And they've got an impatient. That they show towards that process. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, there's, there's a difficulty. It's like, you know, it's, it's like when you're busy building a house, you want it like finished like tomorrow, and you know you can't get it done. It's going to take nine months 
to finish up and so on and and you're chasing things on and then suddenly you realize but hell uh, now the house is done and suddenly you realize but now the foundation is going down on one side it's not right and so on and now you start thinking you start blaming the workmanship but you don't realize it's you that were you know that was the one that was impatient with this whole thing and or you injure your leg and you want to start walking too quickly even if it means with your drug addictiveness you want to you know you want to challenge too many things at the same time or you also say oh means like i said you've got too many irons in the fire mm-hmm. that you want to speed up a certain reaction you want to be catalytic in terms of certain things you know in your development and so on that it's sort of like you know it pushes you back even further and I, I, I always look at, you know, the creator is so merciful because the creator gives us all these examples and, yes. and uh, you know, for us to kind of reflect upon. Yes. You can't hurry a year in a growth of a child yes. or the growth at any stage of our lives. You mm. can't hurry what happens to you. It's going to unfold yes. as it unfolds. Yes. In that holds the lesson. Yes. And so we have to have patience. Yes. Actually, if we have patience, with our processes we're being merciful towards ourselves and you know what that allows you to do you know that allows you to sort of grow develop and you start feeling good about yourself and so on you know if people want to doubt the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all I can say and I always give this as an example say if you've got a bad idea and you're walking along the road you know, people always say, but, oh, you know, Allah Ta'ala doesn't answer my prayers. And He doesn't. Not immediately. Because it would then mean that He gives or meets out punishment the moment that you're thinking something bad as well. You know? So if you're driving badly on the road and Allah Ta'ala sees that right now, you must be punished immediately. If He wants to present to you with, present to you with something, if He wants it immediately, then He's got to punish you immediately as well. So the thing here is this, he lets you drive maybe like that, but also it gives you time to think about it and reflect and say, hey, you know what, I have offended that person or I have done wrong with that person. Let me go and make suluh with that person. Let me go and ask that person for mouth. And so he gives you the time to ask for forgiveness. And if that is not mercy in itself, then nothing else will be. I think it's, I mean, really, you know, the Allah's mercy is so amazing. We cannot even fathom it with our own brains yes. and with our mind because yes. it's much beyond us. And again, all the examples thereof. But, you know, you speak about different things. And I, and I want to go back to your very first thought that you were sharing or mm. of the thoughts mm. that you were sharing was gratitude yes. and the importance of gratitude in the picture of life. Um, For me, one of the things that I'd like to ask you about, which is pertaining to drugs, I'm Mm. going to take it to the discussion around drugs. Often as as therapists and people who are working with people who have, you know, fallen, uh, you know, to the the whole drug use Mm. situation. Mm. So when the person decides now that they really, really genuinely want to get better and they want Mm. to get clean. What are your thoughts in terms of um, relapse prevention management, but even for the support of family 
to be mindful that sometimes that's a part of recovery, mm. how they handle that, if handled in a very good way, mm. can actually you know, help the person to cope better yes. and even to speak about mm. and preventative, you know, yeah. uh, with the relapse. Just yeah. your thoughts on that. You know, um, that's a, the question is quite vast, but I'm going to start off with an Afrikaans saying, you know, and I learned this at Tuflach. The first thing that they teach you at Tuflach is, moet nooit iemand uitlag wat geval het en probeer weer opstaan nie. Dalk het die Heere jou gespaar, omdat hy weet, sou jy val, jy nooit ooit weer kon opstaan nie. And that's, so, that's an amazing thought. We need to take commercial news if you'll hold the thought, yes. because I think it's critical to the understanding and, and working with ourselves in yes. terms of when relapse happen, and we want to help to pick the person up. From Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Akali and I'm speaking with Amin Mohammed. The question was asked, you know, how does one respond in a good way mm. when relapse becomes a part of the process, mm. um, which seems to really be a part of the process mm. of getting better in terms of wanting to stop um, mm. drug use? Yes. You know, you know, for that type of question to be answered, I first beseech, you know, Allah Ta'ala's, you know, help in trying to protect me at all times uh, against this powerful drug uh, that I was using. Allahumma ameen. Yeah. And uh, I always make that type of dua that Allah Ta'ala must protect me and all and everybody else that is afflicted with this type of disease. I've mentioned something in Afrikaans and I'm going to mention it again. Moet nooit iemand uitlag wat geval het en probeer weer opstaan nie. Dalk het die Heere jou gespaar omdat hy weet so jy val, jy nooit ooit kon weer opstaan nie. Now you know people always say they say it with their tongue but do they really mean it with their heart? When they say, but you are not allowed to judge people, man. Only Allah Ta'ala can judge. I think there's a lot of things coming to play. Mothers, grannies, fathers, grandfathers, siblings, brothers, sisters, aunties have come to the end of the tether mm -hmm. in the maintenance of you know, good health, mental health, when it comes to the affected person. They don't quite know what to do. And so, the question of tough love is a hugely misunderstood concept. It's tough and it's love. 
You know, these are two conflicting opposites that needs to be understood. And I think there needs to be a dissemination of information with regarding as to what really tough love is in lay people's terms. Believe you me, 99% of parents would not want to exercise that type of tough love. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. They do not understand it. They do not, they haven't embraced it. It's hard, very hard. And that's why it is tough. Very hard. It is very, very tough. And I think there's other ramifications or other reasons that makes it impossible for that person to embrace that idea of tough love. Is it arrogance? No. Is it, is it ego? No. It is rather one of ignorance. And sometimes fear. And, and of course fear. Thank you. You know, that allows people to go through a certain thing. You know, and what we've got to do is every person's journey is very, very, very unique. You know. Every family's journey on this specific topic is absolutely unique. And you wouldn't know that the amount of heartache and hardship that is being caused by this type of thing. But leaving all of that aside, when a person listens to this Afrikaans saying that we were talking about, it places burden of proof on the recipient of this that those people on the other side, whether it's like my siblings, for instance, if I must relapse, I'm talking about a relapse in the sense of taking a drug now. Okay, we, 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 I'm understanding the, the relapse process. It's just not a thing that you've taken a scape or something like that now, right? But understanding, you know, or, or, or the misuse of a, of a drug, you know, understanding that the, the whole thing about relapse, right? I think what we need to do is, of course, my sisters will be hell of a disappointed. I think those people that have all understood me or, or come to understand me and retrusted me, they will have their backs up against their wall uh, and say, listen, now we really can't trust this man. And I think you are asking that question as to what needs to be done to get them to understand listen relapse is but always just a process of recovery in its entirety you know what Shaida the truth is they won't ever understand that to my mind they will never ever understand that it's only when they land themselves up in that situation themselves right Well, they then say, let's have mercy on them. If I look at 30 years back, I'm saying, I wasn't rude now to Berghis or anybody like that. But I used to give them and so on. And sometimes, you know, I used to really get a bit frustrated because they knock on my door far too often or whatever the case might be. But understanding the idea of doing right things instead of good things, I approach it with an idea. You know, like if you say, um, it's the right thing to do not to give them money. You don't have to be rude with them. 
You don't have to be harsh with him, but you can say hello, good afternoon, how are you? I'm so sorry, sir, but I don't keep money at home. I would have really loved to have given you, but I don't even have any money with me. You know, things are so bad, they... You know, people get robbed and, and give another plausible type of answer that makes that person feel, I'm a human. Respected and yeah, regarded. You know, yes. and, and so when you change that type of mindset, my other mindset would have been the opposite of that. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you do that, you know what? Allah Ta'ala smiles from above and he says, oh, you did that so smartly. Let me reward you with that. And so, you know, you can sit in your lounge feeling very comfortable that you haven't actually offended anybody. And I think that is the thing. But I want to say something else, if I may. Okay, so I'd like yes. you to hold the thought because it's time for commercial news again. When we come back, then yes. I'd like for you to share that with us. From Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 My goodness, the time has just gone by so quickly. It is now nine minutes to ten or eight minutes to ten. Very, very soon we will be in the news at ten. I'm speaking with Amin Mohammed, who is a drug counselor, and we're talking about drug-related issues, but also how do we conduct ourselves as persons of mercy. Yes. So your thoughts. You said you yeah. had a thought you wanted yes. to share. You know, Shahida, uh, and with due respect to the radio stations that we have, you know, I'm not going to mention them or anything like that. But, you know, when we speak on the radio, it's always one of conflict, war, boycotts. And if you don't show, uh, uh, you know, a certain line, uh, then you're out of the fold of Islam. We've made Wahhabis, we've made Sunnis, we've made, I don't know what else of other people, you know. You don't go there, you don't do this, you don't do that. And it's about, you know, why can't we just talk about love, that four-letter word called love. Why can't we just talk about we've become so um like a an atomic bomb we we just want to slander we just want to fight we in that fighting spirit uh and when we turn to other radio stations, we hear how nicely they talk, and it transcends from that because you know it comes over our radio right that we take it into our homes. Kom, 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 staan op, staan op. Maak je salano. Hoe kom het er nog niet salah? Whilst that is important, I'm not saying salah is a corner foundation stone. But can't we do it better? Can't we say it with mercy? Salam alaikum. How are you? It is salah klaar gemaakt. Talk kindly to people and then maybe there will be a better perception. There will be a better love for things. We have become arrogantly, you know, we've become arrogant fighters of this very cause. And Islam teaches us, that at least the Islam I have re-embraced, 
You know, it's an Islam of forgiveness, love, mercy, tenderness, nurturing. Yeah. It is one of warmth. It is one of development. You know, and, and so I want to take this to my children and I want to say, I love you. I want to take it to them. We must be careful the way we speak to our children and we must from now onwards develop them into something different instead of kicking, you know, kicking them around, talking harshly to them, you know. Nothing gets done like that, Jada. I, you know, I think it's a very important message that you're sharing because it's so prevalent, and and I think such a beautiful reminder is when the Creator um, introduces Himself to us with with um, Ar Rahman Ar Rahim yes. is really such an important reminder of He chooses to introduce Himself as the most merciful, the ever merciful. He chooses to to present himself you know if you look at the suratul fatiha and you mm. can and you take that and you take the softness and the mm. reminders in there it is such it is so beautiful mm. if we choose to think we spoke started the program mm. by saying can mm. we reflect upon ourselves yeah. Can we look at ourselves, inside ourselves, in terms of what is it that I need to look at in terms of change? You spoke about Susie Orman's message yes. of you know, the courage that it takes to change, yes. which is really true. Yes. And the courage that it takes to have, I always say, having sabr takes a lot of strength and a lot yes. of uh, courage. Yes. You know, it's not easy. You, you, you know, Shaida, can I say, if I can just tell the listeners this. Ever since I've been on this journey of saying to myself, drugs is one issue, right? It is not entirely on its own. Mm -hmm. I'm taking it into whatever, you know, happened to me. But I think I've taken that journey and I've said to myself, my realization, Allah Ta'ala gave me that gift of being in that position, took me out of that position, put me into this new position, but only to realize, you know, that it is through His mercy that I was able to move from one position to the next and why I must now treasure this position anew and why I must always conduct myself properly and with so much of sabr, so much of love, so much of care and, you know, it, it sort of gives me purpose in life. Uh, you know, I've got to do this all the time. And when I do it, you know, I don't know if you can see it. I've got a passion for this type of thing. Even when I teach um, uh, Shahida, the moment that child puts up his or her hand in my class, you know, and they don't understand a certain mathematics, you know, I will always say, not to the child this, can't you understand this? I would never say that. I will pose the question immediately in my mind and I will pose the other question. How could I, how could I explain this differently to make that child understand this? That the ownership of this explanation rests with me, <laughs> not with that child. Yeah. And the moment I embrace that, you know, different ideas came to my mind. And isn't it wonderful that the blessing will come through the question of the child in itself? Exactly. It then is a in, exactly yeah, through the question of the child. It afforded you growth. Exactly. Yeah. And and then you see, so 
when that child affords me this opportunity of growth, mustn't I now be kind to that child? And wouldn't I now tell the child, Mashallah, that was a great thought that you've had. And suddenly that child feels great and that child now wants to fly. And isn't it, and you know what is amazing is the, the child immediately opens up and becomes more receptive of that which you're going to impart. Exactly. I want to, and we have just about a minute over in the program. I'd like you to share what, you know, a thought that you would wish to share before we go into the news at 10. Perhaps you had a last thought that you wanted to share before we conclude. You know, I'm just going to repeat exactly what I said Mm -hmm. when I started off by saying, a child will always fail to listen to their parents. They will fail dismally, but they won't ever fail to imitate their parents. I want to thank all the listeners. Jazakallah, shukran. Afwan, and, and you must go well. You know, I'm not going to be on the air for the month of Ramadan, so I will probably speak with you only after that. Yes. So you must go well and have a beautiful Ramadan with your family, inshallah, and stay safe and warm, inshallah. And shukran for tonight's contribution to the program. And I want to say to all the listeners also just a, um, you know, Welcome the new month of Ramadan. Inshallah. Some speed in it and learn from it, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. So that was Amin Muhammad that we had spoken with. Our focus was drug related, but also, you know, how do we as human beings um, try to live the best life we can and, and the self reflection that needs to happen, the self growth that needs to happen. So, so as for now, we move into the news at 10. Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM.